What's up, Daniel Walker? Wow, what a fun impromptu call to Mike. How perfect. He realized he was doing this about five minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) I said to Kim, I'm so excited because I don't know much about you. Mm. Other than hearing, you know, your music across the yard once in a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Some twiddling on the guitar. Yeah. And the harmonica simultaneously. Daniel, guys, is a creative genius. You are. I also call him my pirate friend. He's got this thing about him, but he's the pirate that gives back treasure. Mm. So Aww. Daniel came over last night and we watched Chocolat together and he brought these special chocolates from New York and it was so much fun and we had so much storytelling. And so it feels very natural to just have you telling the stories here today. Well, I feel so grateful <laughs> to be uh, you know, brought in on this. This is such a, a lovely uh, assortment and a, uh, an offering to create a space like this for people to come and share their stories. So... Thank Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get right into it. You're in this very beautiful place in life right now. Mm. And um, tell us where, tell us where, what's present for you. Mm. What's present for me is uh, the lingering taste of chocolate still in my mouth. (laughs) Um, And sweetness of some, uh, some honey from this tea. Oh, I feel, I feel clear. So it's clarity. I feel humbled, feel very humbled. And, and I feel like awe. Just like. (laughs) (laughs) His mouth was down. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Lots of lots of energy swirling and um, finding my center, right? Like it feels like to me, energy swirling can can easily become a story of unsettling. And as that's been happening for me, I've I've been feeling like a higher call to center through it um, and to sort of see myself more as the wind blows and energy swirls. Uh, experience it as an opportunity to feel like those perturbations away from self, uh, to kind of get perspective on me. So that's kind of where I've been. Yeah. Beautiful. So I'm curious, how do you, like if somebody asks, who are you? What's your response? Mm. Like, who are you? What do you do in the world? Yeah. Yeah. How do you create yourself? How would you like to be witnessed? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a storyteller. Okay. So why not start with a story of stories, um, a story of, of me reclaiming my storytellingness. Uh, for many, many years, I, so I grew up, like I was just sharing earlier about my cousins. Uh, I grew up really close with my cousins and my brother and my sister. And we would always uh, make movies, you know, home videos and things. And, uh, and I had such a fun opportunity to kind of like play every role in front of camera, behind camera, left, right, up, down, all around camera. And, and so I, I was really exposed to those tools from an early age. And where at? This was in uh, all up and down the East Coast. Oh, okay. So I spent summers in Woods Hole, Massachusetts, 
which was kind of like a hippie scientist community, <laughs> uh, which is closest to my heart. And uh, the rest of the year in Maryland. And then my cousins lived in Philadelphia. So lots of family in, in Philly. And, and then that matured later in life into a career in, in filmmaking. So doing video and film for brands, narratives, uh, music videos and things like that. The Vanderbeeks. The Vanderbeeks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bless up for that. Y'all are so much fun to work with. Thank you. And, and then the camera got really heavy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I started to experience uh, a sense of distance from what I wanted to do and how I was showing up to, to do that. And moved to Austin two years ago. I sold all my stuff, all my equipment. I was like, get, get gone. Wow. Wow. And, uh, and so it was interesting, you know, like I, I really, I put a lot of that on the shelf and I think for me, it was my own personal journey, my own personal story of finding myself and, and discovering who I am as a storyteller. And, and part of that meant living stories. Uh, there's a, a, a friend of mine has a, a project called live a great story. And I feel like in the last couple of years, I've finally understood that. Uh, and it's really showed up for me as, as like an opportunity to have a more broad set of tools to experience life and to synthesize experiences and distill them into shared story. And that's really what's been coming through in the last, uh, I mean, it's all accelerative. Uh, but in the last couple of years and then the last couple of months, um, has been clarity on, on my story and, and, and just clarity on the word, like clarity on what it means to, to speak, like what words I'm choosing, what thoughts I'm choosing that showed up like very front and center, uh, unignorable, just being that much more clear on the words that I'm choosing has put me in this perspective of like, well, yeah, like what stories am I telling? Um, and that's allowed me to see more clearly to, to receive what my story is more clearly to receive information. Uh, and that's really brought me into a more recent space of like reclaiming storytelling, uh, and, and, and letting go of this sort of like the editor in myself that, that tends to step in and change or tweak or twerk rather than, you know, there, there's still a filter mm -hmm. of, of the self that is style that's unique, but it's passive and it's emergent for me. Whereas before I was living in a space of experiencing, pausing, processing, mm -hmm. and then moving forward. Mm. So I'm really enjoying like mm. just energy flowing. Well, that's actually really significant. I feel like I could go back and listen to that three times. But life without the pausing, just being in that river of flow. So you've had this beautiful flow that happened in New York, which really touched my heart. Mm. And would you share it? I would love to. It's a good one. 
So my Nona is my dad's stepmom, and I've always been very close with her. We would always go and, and visit her for Christmas. And so when I think of her, like the memories that flood back are like my earliest memories of wood burning fire in a fireplace, mm. cedar, the cold mountain air. This was in Cold Spring, New York. And she was always such a shepherd of nature, mm. a steward for nature. She worked very closely with an organization called Manitoba. I believe Manitoba might be with a G, Manitoga. And she's just such an epic supporter. She's always, she's such a lover and she's always supported myself, my brother, my sister, and, and all of us. And in her older years, she's been experiencing uh, dementia, what, what doctors are, are calling dementia. And how that shows up is, you know, she'll forget people's names in the family. She'll loop more and sometimes it, it feels like you know we have like a 20 minute conversation and then it starts over again and starts over again and for me I've enjoyed showing up to that uh, you know, rather than blocking that or saying hey we just talked about this like feeling into what it must be like for someone like her mm -hmm. to have that experience could be a rude awakening to be told, whoa, I'm, I'm looping like that. Yeah. yeah. So about two weeks ago, well, even before that, I started uh, my Vedic meditation journey recently, let's say like a, a month, a month and a half ago. And I'm really glad I did because a lot of the clarity that I'm experiencing, I feel like is coming from that, from meditation, and just creating that space to let whatever arises arise without qualifying. Effervescence, bubbling, there's that, let that go, there's that, let that go. And coming out of a meditation one day, I had this very strong download, ping, whatever you would want to call it, that my Nona's not doing well. And receiving information like that or like, feeling thought forms in that way uh, and really like sitting with them and receiving them as opposed to bypassing is a newer space for me. Next morning, my mom sends a text to the family thread that Nona has fallen ill. So I'm like tripping out. Did I cause that? Did I create that? Mm. Didn't feel like I did because my mind was elsewhere and then this just floated to the surface. There was no seeking. So it felt like presented information. And, but I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't feel like I had to do anything with it other than call my Nona. And at that same time, I was being called to support a project in London. So there was a lot of travel that was coming up. So I kept noticing every couple nights, all of a sudden it was too late to call Nona. And so I kept kind of like dinging myself, like, oh, I keep forgetting to call Nona. I keep forgetting to call Nona. But I kept remembering that I was forgetting at least. So I end up flying back from London 
and I land in the Berkshires for a dear brother's bachelor ceremony. And when I land, it's midnight and I'm talking with a friend and I remember that I've forgotten to call Nona. And so I give her a call, it goes to voicemail. I leave her a sweet message and I'm still set on calling her the next day. So next day we have a full day and then finally the day ends and <laughs> thank my lucky stars that I had a remembrance to call her. I should probably like start tying strings on my fingers or putting, I'm getting better at putting things in my calendar <laughs> to keep accountable yeah. to doing what I want. But for whatever reason, this was floating more in the ether. Maybe it's quite apt that it was. And so I remember now, and it's like 7 p.m., call Nona. So I go upstairs, I excuse myself, and I find a room, and I give her a call, and I get through to her. And we talk for 20 minutes, and it's a wonderful conversation. And what I was sharing with you last night was, uh, you know, as I'm sort of experiencing what feels like a, a much a deeper connectivity to people around me and a deeper connectivity to family and, and friends and people who I love, even just so much as like holding them in my conscious awareness with love and compassion, uh, it's, it's been really humbling. And so I've felt a call to see more and more people as God, as reflections of pure godliness, as, as pure conscious awareness, creative source energy, whatever. And so being on the phone with my Nona, finally, after a week of, you know, kicking the can down the road, <laughs> it felt to me like being at an altar. Like, wow. yeah, like this is someone who is at an edge. This is someone who's having an experience that's very different from any experience I remember ever having. You know, by nature, it's almost unrememberable, dementia. So maybe I've had it before, but I don't remember. <laughs> but I, I felt like this was an altar. Like I was speaking to someone who was really in touch with something else out there. Mm. We had a lovely conversation. And so because I was feeling reverent of like altar space, or you can take that both ways, uh, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to show up to her with flowers, fruit, and gifts just like when my Vedic meditation journey started, right? Like they have you bring flowers and fruit. And so I say, no, no, I'm going to come see you this week. Cause I realized, oh my gosh, well, I'm stopping in Berkshire's for this bachelor ceremony. She's on the way to New York city. I'm going to New York city to take my flight out. Like, mm -hmm. duh, it's like being spelled out yeah. for me. Go see Nona. So, I tell her, I'm going to come see you this week, either Monday or Tuesday. She goes, oh, I'm looking forward to that. Mm. She had just this like sweetly trembling voice mm. and just so earnest. And I asked her, you know, what could I bring you? She goes, oh, nothing. It's okay. I said, no, 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 If I could bring you anything that you wanted in the whole world, what would it be? She pauses for a second. Oh, the moon. <laughs> Even though it's not in the world. 
<laughs> She's got cheat codes. She went for it. <laughs> wow. Totally. <laughs> totally. Wow. Well, so in that moment, I just started giggling. Like, I just felt like so much glee inside of me. And I was wearing my buddy's jacket. He, uh, Joshua, he lent me a, a leather jacket. Joshua Barber. Yeah. Oh, okay. He lent me this leather jacket for the trip. We know, we know that's got some good energy. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was it was rock solid yeah. the whole way through. Yeah. And you know, being in London with like a leather jacket is like classic move. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So in Joshua's jacket, before I left, there were all these things in his pockets. So he took out like his keys. He took out. And he had a bunch of crystals in the, this pocket and that pocket. And then he goes to his left breast pocket and he unzips it and he pulls out um, a friend of ours, Betty Kay. She's an artist. She does this really cool series called In Pursuit of Magic. So it's got this little card that says In Pursuit of Magic alongside a really heavy rock. And he goes, this is a meteorite, a moon rock. It's going to protect you on your journey. And he goes... I'm going to keep these in here for you. So I hang up the phone with my Nona and we've talked for like 20 minutes. And then two minutes later, she calls me back and her voice is totally changed. Like her voice at this point is like, it feels lighter. It feels like easier, feels more fluid, a little bit less trembly. But she calls me back as though she just saw a missed call. She said, oh, hi, how are you? So nice to talk to you where are you? Like, here's this loop. And for some reason, this was the first time in my entire experience speaking to her in this place where she loops like this, where I sensed like, wait, what if she wasn't looping? Like, what if, you know, yes. And like, what if she's just, she's a different self in a different place right now. And what if I like received her as such? So I really like listened to her. Like she had something new. And a couple minutes in, she goes, where is this? What a playful question. (laughs) Wow. What a playful question. And I immediately recognize like this is an opportunity to answer equally playfully. So I thought for a moment and I said, well, I think it's wherever we want. And she goes, oh, (laughs) yes. Like it just, I felt her oh. spirit get so much lighter. Um, like I felt like she felt seen mm-hmm. and I felt seen. It was this like mutual seeingness. It was really nice. And mm-hmm. so then uh, the next morning I text my mom, what's known as address. Cause she, cause she had, had just moved homes and my mom responds back. She goes, she may have died last night. And I just start like weeping, like not even weeping, wailing. I'm like crying like a little boy, just like a little child. Just like, it's like sounds are coming out of me that I didn't know I could make just because like I felt just on the precipice of this like journey to go see her cut short. It was like, ooh, like I felt so happy for her in that moment 
And so, and also like sad because I wanted to see her. Turns out she was still alive. She had just taken a turn for the worse with her having fallen ill. She's been having pneumonia. My mom had received randomly, finger quotes happening here, randomly um, a butt dial from my aunt, who's her daughter, in the middle of the night, like at 3 a.m. And so my mom woke up to that and just thought, well, that must be Mm -hmm. like a call because she had passed. So I collect myself, I'm just like this puddle, collect myself, we leave the ceremony weekend and I stay the night with uh, my, my buddy Jake in Newburgh. And we spend a full day together. I end up leaving to go see her much later than I had anticipated. Um, but it turned into like a very, like I, I arrived at a time that's very special to me. Um, you know, numbers and patterns and sequences. It's like, okay, we get to play with those. So it made it extra special. And I show up there and I sign in. I go upstairs to see her and she's sitting in this cafeteria area. She's the only one at a table alone. She's just, she's got her head in her hand. Mm. It's just kind of like moving like such. And she's just breathing heavily and slowly. And I walk over to her and I, she's got this Halloween crossword puzzle that's unfinished. And I say, hey, looks like you could use some help with that crossword. She just looks up at me and looks down. I'm wearing like a big mask. Mm. And, And then I place the orchids that I got her, a teddy bear, and a piece of fruit on the table. I say, I got these for you. And then again, she looks up from her hand. Daniel. And our hearts just melted and, oh, Mm. it was so nice. It was so nice just to see each other. Mm. And so then we went over to this other area with these nice comfy chairs and she was in a lazy boy. She didn't know how to like move her feet. And I was like, oh, would you like your feet up? She seemed like astonished that this chair that she must've been (laughs) sitting in for a long time, like actually could lean back. (laughs) And we talked for a little bit. We, we sort of like touch base and, and, you know, check in on, you know, how's, how's who, who's what, how are they? How's your sister? How's your brother? Da, da, da. And then I ask her, Hey, Nona, you know, would you like to keep talking or would you like to sit in silence and hold hands? And she goes, Oh, that. So we sit in silence and hold hands and meditate for a little bit. I suppose she's, whether, whether she's trying to or not, she's meditating in some form, mm-hmm. but I dropped into a meditation because uh, it's like, you know, mornings and evenings. So I didn't want to miss my meditation. Um, and I kind of come up out of it. And then, um, and then I say, I'm going to bring your things into your room now. And, uh, but there's one thing that I wanted to share with you before I leave. So I've got the leather jacket and this is what I've been like bubbling with glee to share with her the whole time is like, Nona, do you remember what you asked for? when I asked if you could have anything in the world. And she goes, she, 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 she couldn't remember. You asked for a moon rock. So I pull out a moon rock <laughs> and I give it to her. I say, this is a meteorite and there's a strong chance that this at one point was part of the moon. And she just like, 
she fractals into like a million ecstatic pieces and just her heart. Oh, the whole thing was like, wow. Wow. I got to witness that. Mm -hmm. Like I got to facilitate and, and, and create a moment like that for myself and for her. I just felt so grateful, so grateful to, to receive, right? Like, what does it mean to be like a storyteller? What does it mean to be like an, a writer? Uh, there's this one sense of like that being like a construction of self and a projection of like what I want to see. And this felt so, I don't know, cathartic, mm -hmm. like to just witness story and be able to like shepherd little things to the next moment that created the next moment that created the next moment that ushered in this like cascade of coalescing waves that just here's a piece of the moon. Ah, oh, it was such a delight. That's so, that's so beautiful. And so, um, you know, synchronistic, right? Like how, when synchronicities occur, it's just like everything just kind of opens up and keeps presenting and keeps presenting and keeps presenting. And it's, and it just really awakens awe in us and especially there's no other time in life that does that except life and death, right? Mm. In those moments of, of people transitioning mm. and having, you know, experienced my aunt has dementia and, you know, my dad's past and just those moments where everything falls away. And, and to them, I remember visiting my dad in, in a retirement space and, and he looked me deeply in the eyes and said, talk to old people. He said, whenever you see them, talk to them. They're lonely and they've got a lot to say. And so the fact that you're so present to your Nona, is she still with us? Mm, yeah. Oh, amazing. Mm -hmm. And and how in dementia, they they go in and out of wherever they're going, right? And is and I think it's so interesting and fascinating that you what what you know you're prompted in your mind is like, well, where is she? Mm. Could this be another space and another time and another Nona that I'm talking to? And let's engage in that. Like so playful and so um, necessary, I think, because part of the aging process that I've witnessed is, is just when the loss of life, when you're looking backwards instead of forwards, you know, the, it, there's a, um, a tiredness, a sadness and all that thing that happens. But when you've got somebody who wants to play with you, like you're playing with her, all that new energy is coming in and feeding her and feeding you. It's like, wow, it's so beautiful. Mm. I mean, I can really feel it. I can really feel just the joy and the awe of having those moments together. Oh. So special yeah. and so important for all of us, right? You know, to be able to bear witness to, to one another in those sacred, in little sacred moments. They really are because they're, they don't happen often. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're sacred when you recognize them as such. Yeah. And that's why I love this story so much. And I, I I'm just, so glad that you were able to share that because it brings that remembrance in us that these moments can be so secret and we can we can pull the thread of magic and and watch where it goes and oh, I love that pull the thread yeah pull the thread <laughs> of magic it just is so beautiful when you recognize that it's always been there mm. Yeah, that's the nature of reality. That's the nature of it's reality. It's always yeah. constant synchronicity. And, you know, it's funny. 
you mentioned your dad said, uh, talk to old people. Um, they have so much to say. Yeah. I wonder if like, you know, because again, like back to this like sense of self and like reclaiming storytelling by losing myself, mm. um, or maybe not losing myself, but reclaiming storytelling by, by, uh, forgetting what I think I know and remembering what I was and how that shows up for me even further in this moment is like, I'm unconvinced that I was bringing this story to fruition moment to moment. She's out there on some edge of edges. Mm -hmm. It just, it shows up for me that like the more I forget what I think I know, mm. the more what some people would call magic shows up for me in my life. And, and so if she's really losing herself, if she's really forgetting what she thinks she knows, maybe she's got access to swaths of that beyond my comprehension. And maybe people at an edge of edges like that, they have so much to say. And the way that they say things is transcendent from words and language playing with reality maybe like I, I, it just opens up so much curiosity for me. Like I, I feel like, um, like I have so many more questions. Yeah. Not, not, not are likely to get answered by us. right? <laughs> it's like, well, I have a question for you to share with Peggy. Mm. What's your Nona's birthday? Mm. My Nona's birthday is January 26th. <laughs> our launch our date, launch of, our date of our podcast how incredible oh that's funny uh, maybe the, maybe we should yeah maybe we should be thanking your nona for you being on today <laughs> <laughs> thank like, you nona thank you thank you date. thank you nona um, so her name is spelled n-o it's, you know, it starts with N O, but now I'm wondering if it's actually K N O W. No, <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's yeah. so beautiful. Mm. Well, it was interesting to hear you tell the part about you know I I had the the information come in that she's not doing well, right? And then the then it escapes and keeps escaping, and you keep forgetting. That's that's so normal for when you get information in and. It was the same way when I, with my dad. Your father's going to die in three years. Oh, he's going to die next year. He's going to die. Okay, now he's going to die in six months. He's dying at, at Thanksgiving, right? And each time I would forget, it was always accurate. My dad died the day after Thanksgiving. And even the week before, I forgot it. And and um, and then my brother, who's in spirit, came in and said, you're going home for Thanksgiving next week. I'm like, no, I'm not. He's like, yes, you are. Did you forget? Dad's going to pass. We're going to have a celebration. I went, oh. and then the tears would come again. Mm. And I couldn't. It's like the part of us that can't hold that information, like it's just too painful, mm. is the part, is my experience of it, is just that, yeah, okay, I, I know it, and it goes in the back of my mind, right? Mm. But those promptings, and I had a prompting when I was 24 with my brother who was going to die at 28, and I had a dream that he was going to be killed. And I the next morning I woke up and just kept hearing, call him, pick up the phone, call him, pick up the phone and call him. And this is, you know... There's no cell phones. There's like, it's long distance. It's a thing if you're mm. calling long distance, right? Yeah. And I never did it, right? And he, and he passed two weeks later, right, in, in a car accident. 
And so it's really such a beautiful reminder, the fact that you followed the promptings. And, and even when it's a hard prompting like that to, to like, oh, they're not doing good, people would think, well, that would be the first thing on your mind. That isn't how we're, we're wired. It's mm. like, that's scary. The idea of facing somebody that you love to be gone or something, it, like life is going to happen so you don't have to deal with it because mm. there, it's anxiety provoking. It's like you said, when your mother called you, just the grief. Mm. Yeah, just that the grief that shows up. So the fact that you were able to like fight through it and yes, it's here, right? It just really, what a testament to your love for her and the connection that the two of you had and just so happy that you had the moment. Like, I know. Getting it's really tender. So yeah, it's just really so important, <laughs> you know? I'm so happy for you that you got that. Yeah. And what you did for her, right? To show up and go see her oh, is like yes. everything, everything to oh. a grandmother, to have a grandchild show up. Everything. And and not only like like to come across country, right? And to be present for her, like, wow, so beautiful. She mm. could die that day and be happy, you know? Mm. It's just those, I just really want to acknowledge you for for showing up with your heart and doing everything that we all sometimes wish we would have done. Like myself, I have, I've got those moments though, Hmm. You know, but that was part of my story. I was 24 and I was scared, blah, 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 whatever. But it's like, it really is. We all have this capacity and we all have the ability to be present to the people that we love, but we let life happen or our fears getting in the way. So I'm just, I, I'm just really in awe. <sighs> that you did that and how beautiful and how, mm. and as a mother, like your mom must be so proud. Like, yes. I haven't even shared this with her it. yet. Well, wait till you do it. She's going to be like, send her the podcast. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's, <laughs> wait I, yeah, I'll send her the podcast for sure. But yeah. I, now I'm recalling, I actually yeah. did share with my, my mom and dad. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny you talk about it, Like everybody has that capacity yeah. to, um, to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and something you just said, Uh, a short moment ago, Kimberly was like, these moments are sacred and, and holding them in that space, whatever 3d projection of spirit this is, um, there's, there's thoughts, there's feelings, there's all of this information, all of these senses and it's kind of like, you know, really is in the context of our modern world, it really can be seen as like this monkey mind that's just like, oh, it's over here. All of these things that come and remove us that I've noticed have that remove me from presence with a thought or the capacity to focus um, and the capacity to channel thought, to channel feeling in a conscious direction. And that's storytelling. That's the old, everybody's a storyteller. Mm -hmm. Everybody has thought patterns and everybody uh, has different levels of letting go of conscious awareness and focus towards what they want or, or um, you know, how they want to feel like whatever that is. And so like the more sacred we hold those moments, the more sacred they become because we're sending that conscious awareness to those things. And um, yeah, I just, I feel like that's the practice, at least for me, that, that's been my takeaway, um, is 
just that open question of like, who's creating this moment? Um, because I feel like I've let go of the wheel that, that I'm would otherwise think that I'd be using to drive myself to something like that. I'm receiving. And also where is she in that mix? Like whatever the case, the takeaway for me that feels most grounded or most helpful is recognizing that that conscious awareness to continue to remember that I forgot <laughs> like that. That's the practice. That's the practice. Um, because that experience showed me how much more there is. Uh, it expanded my capacity for faith. It expanded my capacity for belief. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. That's what I'm working with is, is, uh, okay, well, if, if that's what comes in when I send conscious loving awareness to my Nona and, and hold her in my heart, even if I'm not with her and she's showing up that much in this vibrant of a way. Wow. 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 So I'm just, I'm really energized by how close we can be with each other when we're miles apart. <laughs> I love this. Uh, <laughs> this just makes me so happy. Hmm. It's so valuable to give it, credence to the magic yeah. of life. Yeah. We're so grateful and that you share that beautiful story. And would you like to um, take us out with a song or sure. something from your heart? I, I was actually thinking, um, do you want to play for your Nona? Because you had just uh, mentioned that we can be so close even with the distance. I would love to. Um, and before, before doing that, may I pour one out for yes. all of those who have <laughs> passed? Yeah. Some mangosteen tea. Mm, beautiful. All right, Nona, this is for you. In whichever dimension you're in. Well, she's she's in the she's, she's in yeah all of well them. she's in all of them right she's now. In all yeah, of them. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> she's perusing. Yeah, she's perusing. Maybe she's Parisian right now. Maybe she's in Paris. Perusing Paris. Okay, I'm gonna have to try and. Not move around too much. We have a, him in a bathroom. <laughs> the first time a guitar has been in the bathroom, I think. Ever. <laughs> Ever. 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 <laughs> Thank you so much for the opportunity to come here and use my voice uh, and send send those thought patterns out as story that has the capacity to inspire connection. Thanks for being here.
Take it up from the shelf Everyone has a self And all you need to believe Is something else Something else Something else There's something else something else that's driving me wild and free and everything I see and everywhere I go yes I believe I believe I believe I believe I believe I believe get you the moon get you the swoon Get to see you soon Now I'm coming I'm coming home to you I'm coming home to truth Get the moon Get the swoon I'm coming home I'm coming home Something, something real Something that I can feel Something that I know can be stilled Comes from the heart Shows up when you make art Even sometimes if you fart that's just the wind blowing You gotta listen to the wind You gotta listen to the wind Where it blows Get you the moon Get you the swoon I'm coming Thank you, Daniel. We love you, Nona. We love you, Nona. Deep breath for Nona. Thank you, Peggy. Thank you, Kimberly. It is with reverence for... Anne's life, Daniel's Nona, that we update you that she passed on January 5th. So on this date that we released this podcast, January 26th, it will be her first birthday, not on earth. And Daniel did have a request of you, Peggy, um, for everybody out there to beam love to, to Nona. And um, if you had any messages. Mm. 
so grateful that Daniel came on here and shared his beautiful, loving story so we could actually feel her spirit, mm. right, while she was still here. And, um, and our condolences to Daniel and all his family. But her spirit is so alive. Like, she is... Uh, she's just beaming. I can feel her energy just coming through and so happy. Um, Daniel, really grateful that you came to visit her unexpectedly. It's like she was, it was un, un, unexpected for her. She didn't know you were coming or she's like saying, or at least she didn't remember you were coming. She's very funny. <laughs> and, um, oh, she doesn't want anybody to be sad for her that she lived such a beautiful, full life. And then she's also just showing me how much she's still alive. And then I see all these, all this food, all these pastries, food. <laughs> so I don't know if she was a big cook or, or, um, or just love food, but this is this feeling of, of, or that she's at a banquet because it's just this beautiful energy and feeling of, of, um, full. Yeah. Full. Yeah. Yeah. Full. Full. Yeah. And gentle. There's not a lot of words because there, it feels like her spirit is so gentle, but at the same time, alive. Yeah. So love you, Daniel. Thank you, Nona. And um, yeah, it's really beautiful. Yeah.